This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... That's why I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of that Millwall podcast. And I am thankfully joined by my partner in crime, my co-host, my co-host, even the one and only, the super duper Omar. Welcome back, fella. It's been a while. Hello, guys. Not bad. You're right. Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Um it's been a little while. Yeah, it has been a little while. We've done two last week. Obviously, I've done one with Phil Clark. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> your job's safe. Um, on the accounts. And uh, we did that Twitter space, what was good. We were going to do another Twitter space last night, but to be fair, where there was no football Saturday, it was, it, it, it just seemed as if, was it going to work or not? But we've got a couple of things planned for Twitter spaces. So, uh, so watch out possibly over, you know, the, the long period we got over Christmas or whatever, just to create some interaction, but we're definitely getting there. Um, yeah, we've got no game really to talk about uh, today, but what we're going to do is we're, We'll have so a just back onto the conversation going. that we're just doing now, mate. Let's just go into it. It's off the cuff a little bit. What do you want to? Let's just. I said let's hit record. I, let's just start talking now. I think. Well, we we before we started recording, we were talking about the COVID, um, all this bullshit with COVID. To be fair, I'm pissed off with COVID. Every fucking news bulletin, every every bit of news, everything else. Everyone seems to be an expert. Everyone seems to be talking mm-hmm. about COVID. Um, 
it fucking does my head into a degree. Uh, you know, COVID passports, vaccines. Look, if you want to be vaccinated, go get vaccinated. If you don't want to be vaccinated, don't go get vaccinated. If you want to wear masks, wear masks. If you don't want to wear masks, don't wear masks. I wear masks in a public area because, do you know what I mean? As a human population, most of us are fucking stinky fuckers, mate, and there are a lot of skanky people out there, and I'd rather <laughs> not have to breathe in other people's fucking shit. But, you know, I wear an half-decent mask and all of that, so, yeah, fine. But I'm vaccinated. I've got a booster tomorrow. So, you know, I come from it from that side. But if you're not boosted or you're not vaccinated and or, or anything else, that's your choice. It's not mine. That, that's your choice. And... We live in a free society where, thankfully, people gave up their lives many, many years ago so that you can have that choice. Um, you know, I don't really give a fuck about whether or not Boris had a tea party or he didn't have a tea party or anything else. Um, but we were talking about the EFL statement coming out today. I think it's a PR trick just to basically cover their ass so that if worst case scenario, a lockdown, a lockdown does come in, and there was rumour that it was a 5th of Jan, there's now seems to be more gaining traction that it's Monday the 27th of December because I don't think they've got the balls to bring it in before uh, Christmas. Um, it's got their let out where they can go, look, nothing to do with us. Unfortunately, government forced it on us. We're happy to keep going. We put the statement out saying we were happy to keep going, but government guidelines has, has forced us down a difficult you know, path. Um, you think I'm being a bit cynical there? I think um, worst case scenario is probably going to be some games behind closed doors and probably that one game that we want against Crystal Palace at the Den probably going to um, come our way, I think, mate. I mean, I hate talking about COVID anyway on this podcast because we just talk about it all, really. It's our escapism in football, but it's relevant to the football at the moment, isn't it? Obviously, you know, our game was called off on the weekend. Figures, apparently, we're in the double figures um, for COVID cases amongst players and staff. So, you know, it's thrive at the moment and obviously it's around and we all know that and apparently a lot of players the symptoms thankfully aren't that really severe as we know about the new variant but yeah it's um I think it's just a shame really that obviously you know you get to the Christmas time and Boxing Day game and obviously FA Cup third round it potentially could have an impact on you know us enjoying it as fans and that's really kind of the um the humdinger about it really because you know we all want to go to Palace at home don't we early weeks in January well, to cheer us gonna- on it's going to hurt Millwall. It's going to hurt, you know, Palace, I suppose, as well, with a bit of money mm-hmm. there if, if clubs went. Um, you know, would it go behind closed doors? I don't know. Uh, potentially, it probably would. The TV was the TV revenue would still be there as such. But, you know, I don't think there's anything better than a den full of, especially when it's a, you know, a derby with South London's finest Muppets. Um <laughs> Uh, Your TikToks you know, have been blown up, mate, haven't they? You've been putting yeah, yeah, they don't, posting a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a real Wolf fan and you're on TikTok, you're not too old. Look, you know, I know I'm old, but TikTok's funny, mate. For the football banter, um, what we're bringing to TikTok at the minute, mate, is is highly amusing. Um, good nibbles, yeah. though, isn't it? It's, it's all yeah, it's, it's, it's all in good good taste, isn't it? It's yeah, we're not. Really... No, we're not taking it for serious. You know, we're not taking it serious. Listen, it's a good way to to introduce the the show us to, to more people um through football banter but some of the numbers what videos are getting on there are are you know mind-boggling really but it's it's just a laugh and 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 it's a cracking laugh to be fair because um West Ham Tottenham Arsenal they're, they're all triggering each other mate and it, and it's highly amusing um <laughs> so much so that I posted a video a video to say you know that 
I don't really give a fuck what you think. It's 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 a laugh. It's a giggle, um, and that's all it is. It, it, life's too serious at the minute, mate, and you've got to have some get-outs because if you didn't, I think we'd be lining up like lemons and jumping off cliffs and stuff. Life is just far, far too serious. Um, like I said a minute ago, mate, football and talking Millwall is um, is our get-out. You know, it could be. It could be a lot worse, I suppose, but yeah, it, it is. It's just an what escapism. That's what it is to us, and that's why we started this podcast, really. And it's, yeah. you know, we enjoy going to our games, don't we, as well? You know what I mean? So that's what it's about, really. Saturdays are football days, and Sundays are podcast days now, which is, you know, you can't beat it and you can't knock it. And um, I think, obviously, it's just a shame, really, that if we do have to go into another circuit break or lockdown of such, then obviously impacts us going to the den again. But I hope if it's something that happens like that again, then, you know, as much as I'm against it and you've got, like we said, you know, you're for or against, doesn't really matter. It's just got to abide to it and hopefully it sorts things out. I think from a club point of view, obviously the club will be devastated, like we said, but I'm interested, you know, you saying about a lot, like a kind of shutting it down. I think maybe if there was a two game break, maybe, um, because obviously a lot of clubs, what are happening at the moment is they're getting cases daily at the moment. I think, you know, a few in the Premier League have said that, I think Liverpool, Chelsea have kind of come out about it on the weekends. Um, and I think the same for Rout, really. He said in the interview with News at Den, you know, like cases were daily. And like you can't really afford to have a break because if you're training every day, you need to, you know, get ready for games as such. And obviously they come thick and fast this time of year. But you can't afford a couple of days off because it puts you back in your preparation, doesn't it? No, and I think a lot of the time is that there's so many people who are asymptomatic, asymptomatic, you know, asymptomatic. Where is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was speaking to... Um, my stepdad today just checking obviously the cards and that we sent up he'd got and all that and checking about Christmas and all this sort of stuff and he was saying that his boss um got tested today because he's going to go visit one of his um elderly relatives in a care home got no symptoms doesn't feel rough doesn't feel anything done a test and uh it's come back positive so now mm. he's got to isolate for 10 days yet he didn't know he's been around people, he's been around here, there, everywhere else. And you're thinking, you know, realistically, you put those numbers out, and there's probably a high number of people what are out there doing that, not knowing, you know, don't need to take a test because they're not showing. And it's just passing around, and it is what it is. But it's, I think we just got to live with it now. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's one of those things that we live with, like flu, like, you know, colds, like this, that, everything else. If you get it, you get it. I had it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's bandy. It knocks you fucking sideways for a bit. Um, I still feel knackered to a degree now, but I think that's probably because I'm a fat, lazy cunt. But um, <laughs> you, you said it. I mean, Other people will think it. I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> no, no, no. Look, it, it, look, it is what it, you know what I mean. It is what it is. You, you, you've got to, you've got to take on board. I'm not the most healthiest person in the world. Um, I've got a, you know, we were talking about that we're going to look at possibly going on a bit of a fitness drive for next year. Um, mm. And you know what? I need it. I'm 46 years old. I'm not getting any younger. And this fat's going to stay around if I don't really do anything for it. So I think everything about you, you just need to be healthy. You need to, you know, look after yourself, get on board. And that's it. And I think, I think the trouble is with football that it's going to hit them harder through you're going to see some big changes because if you've got quite a few of your key team going down, it's not a week and then they're better, which the player might be, but it's a week or two weeks that they miss out on training, that then they've got to catch up, then they've got to get their match fitness back up. So potentially you're looking, it could be a month, six weeks before that player's back to the levels where he has. And 
you fold that out, out across. I think players the whole actually will, teams. Whilst players wouldn't want COVID, I think at the same time to have ten days off over Christmas probably does a lot of them the world of good. To be honest, especially yeah, like I you think. said, a lot of people are not really showing symptoms as such, and obviously these are fit sporting people. Yeah. You look at Spurs on the weekend. Obviously, they had a two week break because their training ground was shut. Games were yeah. postponed. I was expecting them to be all over the place against Liverpool. And I think the first five minutes, I was thinking, okay, Liverpool going to probably comfortably beat this team today. But Spurs probably and should have, could have and should have won on Sunday. Um, and you can see Liverpool were tired. Obviously, they had a yeah. few COVID cases themselves. But I think from a sporting point of view, they had two weeks off where Liverpool played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, trips to Milan, you know, trips up and down the country. And you can see the difference in the two sides, in my opinion. So I think maybe there was a, a case of actually having two weeks off probably benefited the club um, and I, I imagine that's, I, I'm kind of not against the idea of having a, a game break I think a lot of them are saying have the Boxing Day fixtures but the fixture in between the new year and Christmas maybe get rid of that one um, and I think obviously that's probably something I, I guess a lot of clubs would be trying to push for but it got shut down today didn't it everything's business as usual as they were saying so I think I, I kind of see your cynicism point there of like that's them it's saying a PR it's not trick, us. isn't it? It's not I mean, us. it's like it's, if the government tells us to do it, we're gonna, they're going to do it. You know, it's not up to us, really. But it's like I do what, get your point. Yeah, but it's it's like what Millwall does, isn't it? Before any big game, you know, like guaranteed, guaranteed before Palace, the Friday or the Wednesday, the Wednesday or Friday before the Palace game, there'd be or, or uh, uh, one day that week, right? So we're, we're widening up. There'd be something in the paper. There'd be something in the newsletter. What six zero says. Let's enjoy this derby, blah, blah, blah. Let's not overstep the line and, and let the rivalry get the better of us or something, you know, basically telling us to behave ourselves and all that. It always comes out so that if it, if it all goes off, the club can sit there in front of the FA, the AFL and say, look, what more do you want us to do? We told them. We told them not to, you know, not to go on it. What more do you want? And it's always get outs. And I think with PR, it's always, you know, predicting what's coming before it comes. And if football was to stop tomorrow, if the government come out tomorrow or, or you know, Christmas Eve or whatever and say, right, we're coming into a lockdown and we're stopping all football, people will be going, well, why is the EFL not doing nothing? Why is the FA not mm. doing nothing? Why are they not doing it? Well, these people are already lobbying. Guaranteed, these people are already lobbying. I mean, they're already lobbying about, you know, the new football-led review that they don't want it in its current format. They want to change it. So these people, you're talking powerful, you know, rich company which is basically lobbying government for to try and lever their advantage in they've always got a head up mate that something's coming and the only way that they're going to be able to filter that is by saying listen i mean i hope i'm wrong i hope that i'm just over cynical and, and you know i'm an old cunt uh, it, uh we're you waiting to see cunt. where it goes i am an old cunt yeah compared to you i am an old <laughs> cunt but you know what someone has to bring the good looks to this show so you know do you know what the funny thing is? Like, whenever we hang out, like, occasionally we get that like, one person going, like, obviously a lot of people that know me, and obviously they know you're not, not anywhere related to me, but like, you often get, sometimes you get the occasional person going. You're going to do it, aren't you? are going to go you, that way, you? are going to go that way, you? Dad's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were in Peterborough, we got it a couple of times, didn't we? Like, oh, so you're, uh, you're his dad then, and you're like, and... Yeah, and we yeah. got it when we went on the tour as well, didn't we? I mean, there is a bit of an age gap between the two of us, mate, but, um, you know, so be it. It's, but, it's one but, of those things. But, realistically... I am potentially old enough and there is enough age group there for me to mm. be your dad. Crazy, right? Uh, and Yeah, proper. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Proper. Um, fuck me, if you were a bird, we'd be getting arrested by now. But no, it yeah. is... Um, yeah, it, it, it is. It, 
It is crazy. I mean, football at the moment just seems. Should we talk about Peterborough? So not about the game, yeah. but let's the day of also. Did you enjoy yourself, Peterborough away? Obviously, oh, Peterborough was your first away, first away for, for a little while, while this season. Yeah, it was it this season? Yeah, yeah it was this first, season. For, first for, like, a couple yeah. of years. We said to you, it was like obviously yeah, because of COVID and all that. You don't realise, do you? With mm. with COVID, how much it knocked it all out, and then you think, shit, yeah, it was with with COVID and and obviously behind doors and coming back this season proper. You you were like, oh fuck yeah, so. Yeah, it was. It's a good away days are always better than home days because everyone's friendlier. Everyone, you know, you see loads of people you ain't seen for ages. Um, hi, Harry. Um, you know, people who hate you and, and people who block you, and then they're forced to, to you know, have to smile Figured and say, say hello, hello to you. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Figured, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, they can't stand you. They, they fucking, they really do dislike you. But they, you know, in a situation where you and them are there, they have to say hello. And, you know, it is it is what it is. I'm always polite. I'll say hello. I, you know, I, I've got used to it over the years, mate. People fucking either love me or hate me. And, I, I, you know, I don't care. It's a good day, though, <laughs> wasn't it? I was impressed that we managed to get on a 10 o'clock train from London Bridge, though, to Peterborough. I thought it would have been a bit later from you. Or, but, you know, you was, you was up and keen, obviously. It was, it was good. I was there, it? mate. I was there early. I yeah. was fucking ready to go, mate. Um, I was hanging about on my backside. But, you know, we got yeah, there in the end. Yeah, you hanging, but then... Had a dog mate took me through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was good though, wasn't it? We were up there on the ten o'clock, we were up there early. Yeah. And then the first fella I saw I ain't seen for years, Big Rich. And I went, What time do you get up here then? And he went, Oh, we got up here about nine half nine. There you go, mate. And he went, Yeah, we he said by, <laughs> he said, I'll train home, don't leave till half ten. And you're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um I think the whole day was good. The pub was great. Um, you know, there was no real grief. I think after the game was funny. I mean, during the game was funny, obviously. Some of the chants and all that, what we sort of spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the beer and everything else in there was shuddy. But, you know, the stadium's all right. It is what it is. Um, at least, it, you know, we didn't get wet. It's functional. But... It's a good footballing ground, I think. It would have been nice if it was still the terrace behind the goal. Because obviously we're behind the goal this time. And if yeah. it was still like a terrace sort of feel, I think it would have been quite good, especially when we went 1-0 up. But... There you go. I think it was obviously a good following from us as well. And obviously, we're trying to talk about the game, which is disappointing to lose. But yeah, I think in general, Peterborough is a nice little town to go to for the way there, I think. I thought it was funny afterwards when we were um, when we were that news agent or that yeah. off-licence. And the poor fucker in the off-licence, you come out and you went, him. you went, it was shaking. I mean, he yeah. had a doorman on who didn't look I as know. if he'd be able to do anything. Um, but the funniest bit there was you were inside and there was some... Some some geezers outside. Should we just say some proper geezers who, who you know were game if needed be? And um, these four youngsters must have been 18, 19, maybe 17, 18, 19, 20, that sort of era. And they walk past, and as they've walked past, they've mentioned shit as in, like, oh, you lot of fucking, you know, Millwall fucking shit. Same as what we were when we were walking down the road. You know, most of the, most of the fans walking down were all sitting there going, oh, Millwall shit. Fucking what a shit performance today and all that. Anyway, they've walked past this off license. You're in there getting a couple of tinnies. And yep. they've walked past this group of lads and they've gone, oh, it's fucking shit in it, blah, blah, blah. And these lads have picked up on fucking Millwall being called shit. So they've spun on the spot and, and basically put it on these four lads. And these four lads' asses suddenly went, mate. They were fucking twitching like a motherfucker. It was like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The old stuttering game come out and everything else. And they're going, who are you calling shit, son? Who are you calling fucking shit? Like, 
and this went on for a couple of minutes. And then all of a sudden, these kids suddenly went, no, 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 we're Millwall. And sort of proved their, their credibility as such. And they went, oh, that's all right. <laughs> Literally, it went from, who the fuck are you calling this shit, you cunt? Come on, <laughs> fucking give it like this. To, oh, you're Millwall. Ah, oh, that's all right. You can call this shit. No worries, fellas. Off you go. And that was it. And these lads must have fucking thought, oh, shit. We're in trouble yeah. here. What have you done? And then all of a sudden, within a split second, it was like, well, they're the away days. Eh? Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's- so you've got the swarm of people going to the shop. And obviously, the shopkeeper, I told you, mate, he's, he's like this shaking. And I was giving him, the, was giving him a ready. He's just like, is your change? And it's like, oh, mate, it's all right. Don't worry. I mean, you might probably have half the shop stolen for, you know, it's fine. But, you know, it's don't worry. It's going to be all right. <laughs> and then, do you know what it is, though? The angle that you say there when someone goes, what did you just say? As in, it's that little spell where you leave the ground and you've not had a beer, you've lost the game, you're in that in-between stage where your last beer was at half-time, you're walking back from the stadium, you're either going to the pub or you're going to get some booze, some ta- some cans for the train home. That little spell there where you're still angry. Once you have the first sip of your drink, the the, the, the anger's there, but it then turns into vents. And, and obviously then like you've got that train journey home where you're all venting on the way back. You've got an hour standing on the train packing, packed pack like sardines, Let's not talk about who was wearing masks or whatever. Um, but then, like, you know, you've got that kind of environment where, like, you know, once everyone's had a drink, you somber down and you kind of come to terms with defeat. But you've got a little spell between where it's like anything goes. If anyone says anything, then it's like the outrage was, is like... It was mad, though, wouldn't it? Because on the train home, everyone kept looking, you know, people were looking at their watch game. We're going to be getting in with Leeds there. We're going to be getting in with Leeds there. We're going to be King's getting Cross. in. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and as we pulled into King's Cross... We were met by the Metropolitan's finest, uh, in full riot fucking outfits, hats and everything. Of course. And and then all of a sudden we're walking up to the gates and we're thinking, shit, and there must have been there must have been a thousand, fifteen hundred of us got on that train, uh, which Fair wasn't few. our train, because they yeah. cancelled our train. So it was like first train, everyone on it. And we're <laughs> like, right, okay. And then we pull into King's Cross and we're walking up towards the barrier and the gates are all shut, and we're thinking Oh shit! What's going? You know, what's going to go on here? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, literally, flick of the switch, gates went open, and then there was a massive line of old bill, obviously, where they, they, they. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. <laughs> he feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. They were either brought leads up already or waiting to bring leads up, but I didn't see leads. We were around a little bit. No, I think they're probably around the corner. They they shut us out, didn't they, towards the tube station? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They forced us all out of the station. They wouldn't let us walk through into the concourse. We were all out of the station um, and had to disperse rather quickly. But, yeah. I wonder if you're. Um, what I want. I, I I do wonder what these people think. If you're on the train from Glasgow, you're going down to Kings Cross. You're pulling up Peterborough. You're on your leisurely way home. You're thinking there's one more stop to London now, or two more stops. You're at Stevenage then to Kings Cross. You're thinking the train's quite quiet. Everything's quite cushy. You're contemplating going for a whiz or going to the bar and get a drink. And then suddenly you just got a swarm of Millwall fans getting on the train. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like, what these people think? Like they're like. Can you imagine, right? You're coming up towards Peterborough. And you yeah. go, right, all right, darling. Um, fancy a glass of wine? It's a big thing. Yeah. I can run up to the to you the counter. You just copied what I said, but made it differently, yeah. though, mate. But, you, you, but no, <laughs> can you imagine it though? Where you get up, you walk to the bar, mm-hmm. right, and all of a sudden you get a drink, and you turn round, 
and it's fucking near on impossible to walk back to your seat. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it a few times it's... like before where like I've got on the train and you've seen even someone like we had Paul Pogba on the train once when he was coming back from Oldham. Yeah. We went to Manchester Piccadilly, he was on the train. Fucking we get off at the other end, he's he's made a complaint and he got the police there looking to, to like to kind of have a go at a few of the people that were on the train. There's nothing wrong there, we're just having pictures of him. It's like I, I weren't myself, but I know a few of the people that were doing it. It's like they've done nothing wrong, but again, you know, people get offended easily, I suppose. But you got imagine like you got a family day out and then suddenly like a swarm of all fans just surrounded by you. I think, I mean, I don't know how, how, how to sum that feeling up. I can imagine it being quite a interesting experience, shall we say? Especially when you find out they're Millwall, and I bet you fucking ask because <laughs> you know you're used to reading in the paper. You know, oh yeah. I mean, most of the people that met us, that was good. I mean, that girl we're telling the other guys get a bag out because she can't get yeah. there get a bag <laughs> and the bag was ready for when she got to the station the bag was yeah. pulled out she was giving it you know and and the other ones and all that and having jokes going the easiest way to get through the crowd is just shout ticket inspector and watch everyone move do you know <laughs> what i mean and, and and it was good it was it, you know i mean there was a couple of peterborough guys next to us who'd been to peterborough going back to london um mm. you know they're a bit strange but hey ho it, it is what it is but we played shit um but the, fact that we cancelled, it, yeah, but the fact yeah. that we cancelled for the COVID the next game just makes you wonder how many felt rough or how many this, that and the other. You don't know, dear. But look, I don't know how then... frequently they test either in the Championship. I know, like, obviously, nah. in the Premiership, does daily, daily weekly, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think with the Championship, I don't know how frequently they can catch it. Do they test on the morning of the day or day of the game or do they test on a Tuesday and a Friday? And if so, maybe some of them had it on Saturday, like, you know, like you said there, and obviously then it's spread through the squad. Who knows? But I mean, if that's any excuse for them, we'll give them it just a little bit. But we'll gloss over Peterborough anyway. And um, the only advantage yeah. is, is if our players did have it, hopefully they gave it to Peterborough, and then Peterborough fucking players, are, you know, have, have been caught up with it. But no, well, the other talking about football, two football topics as we're talking random shit today, rather than all about Millwall because there ain't really a lot. There is a Millwall one we're, we're questioning a bit, I suppose. But you just say, what's your views on the FA getting rid of third and fourth round replays? I think it's a travesty. Yeah, I think it's a travesty. For the smaller clubs, I think it's a travesty. I would have loved to have had a draw against Palace and gone back to Selhurst Park. Don't get me Mm. wrong. Like and I'm sure. Well you 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 might have this year. It comes in next year, so yeah. Is it next no, I'm sure you sure it's not this year that they're doing it? No, twenty two, twenty three years um season. Are you sure? That's what the statement said, I swear. I'm gonna call your bluff a little bit. You can double check it whilst you're doing that. I'm pretty sure the reason for doing it this year. And it's only for this year. It's purely just because of COVID. And it's instead of cancelling the Premier League fixtures in there, they said to the Premier League sides, right, we won't cancel your Premier League game, but we will give you the, the or take away the possibility of a replay. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're, you're right. It was, this is what's given them the caveat. It was basically the 20, 2021 season was... Um, this season? Was, no, last season was cancelled. This right. is 2021-22 season. Yeah. Isn't it? Or is this a 2021 season? This is 21-22 season. Right. So replays to return for this season. And then next season, they, next season, they are to go. So, yeah, as of... I'm calling your bluff on this. As of... It's after this year, mate. This year, they're going to be scrapped again. The second year in a row. Is it? Yes, mate. 
this year. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, I see where it is. Yeah, no, it's re- they released the statements two fucking separate times. They released and one this morning. Was in the Premier League and the other clubs um, to perspire yeah. to look to perspire in the fixture over the festive period. However, yeah. instead, Awful. FA Cup replays will be removed from the next two rounds. There you go. So you know, I think it's a shame. Don't get me wrong, but I do think it's a sensible decision for all clubs concerned. The only clubs that are really, really hurt by this are your. League One, League Two, and I think we've got one conference I left in Kidderminster. I might be mistaken. If Kidderminster get a draw, I don't know if they're at home or away even the first game, to be honest. But you know, you're you're missing the chance for them to make a bit more money. That is, and that is the downside where you're losing the glory of the FA Cup. But with that said, I think for most clubs, taking away the financial, I think all clubs will like the idea of not having a replay, to be honest. Unless you're like like I said, a conference side that can see the monetary gain from it, you don't really... I don't think the only, that's the only benefit you get from it from the FA Cup replays. Obviously, for fans to watch as neutrals, it's great, but I don't think we're going to lose much in a footballing sense by taking away the replays this year because it sounds sensible, to be honest, with all the COVID cases. Yeah, and also last year, I suppose, they gave it that, you know, because it worked last year, they, they're doing it for this year and then it goes properly, officially, sh- not down to COVID, officially from next season. What's a shame is, obviously, it used to be up to the quarterfinals you get replays. I'm pretty sure they scrapped them in the quarterfinals now. That doesn't happen at yeah. all. And obviously, if you remember for us, like when we got to the 2013 FA Cup semi-final, we drew the first leg, the first game against Blackburn at home, went yeah. up north, and Danny Shitu scores his header. And that's yeah. what that's what we do comes from, and everyone's going mad about it. You kind of lose that. In it, and I think it should stay at least to the quarterfinals, semi-finals, a neutral venue, you know, Wembley, whatever. I think that's a crying shame because it should be still a neutral venue elsewhere away from the yeah. National Stadium for the semi-final. Yeah. No, I totally um, agree with you. It should be neutral. And I think you're losing that kind of feel because, like, you know, going out to Old Trafford that day was class, you know, and obviously then, obviously, you think about the other game, it was Arsenal United, that's at Villa Park, and that adds a kind of different vibe to it. You're thinking, like, that. that's a shame that we've lost because, you know, if you basically, especially if you're Millwall, 2013, semi-final was our final because we got to Wembley. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's our day out. Whereas if you have a day out at a neutral venue, bigger ground still and it's a bigger fair. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, when we got to the FA Cup semi final, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, semi. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was our final. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost the day, but then we we're like, oh, we still had a day out at Wembley, even though it was shit. The weather was terrible, and there was, yeah. you know all sorts going on. But you know, you lose that by getting to Wembley for the semi final. I think you should really make it semi final neutral venue elsewhere. Villa Parks, Old Trafford, even the Emirates anywhere, do you know what I mean? But yeah. instead, you've got Wembley for the semi-final and the final. Yeah, but they're having to put it at Wembley now. Yeah, they have to do it at Wembley for fucking everything. Because yeah, because they make the money out of it. That's, yeah. what, that's what it's about. It's all about money. The FA gets more money from it, probably, by hosting it at their own stadium. It's, they probably get a, a leasing right for it. They probably get to keep a lot of the ticket revenue because it's at their stadium instead of it going to paying for... Aston Villa to host it or United to host it. It's all a money game in the day, isn't it? Really? No. I mean, the other thing was quite funny, which I don't know if you want to. If you want to, we'll end this bit here and come back for a part two in a minute. Or just want. round out with this topic if you want. Let me just kind of. Cuff the out. round topic is it's been across social media. If you haven't seen it, then you will see it, no doubt, with over the next day or so. Is there's an Oldham fan, and he's got a letter today from. I know it's Oldham, but look, Oldham. Oldham was a good club, and then it's just slowly had shit owners, and it's fucking slowly falling, falling down. And we got a lot of fans who live out that way, and fucking, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're. Anyway, he's got a, um, he's got a, um, he's got a letter today from Oldham. So um, the general manager at Oldham, Steve Brown, has sent a letter to 
to this fella. So, uh, dear Mr. Knowles, I took the role of general manager here at the club recently and have been asked by the board of directors to review actions of individuals that we feel are deliberately geared to harm and cause distress to the club, its fans and stakeholders. You have regularly displayed your desire to promote your dislike of Oldham Athletic Football Club, its management and its progression, and you are influencing others to do the same. You are taking deliberate steps to harm the club and cause distress. In the light of these circumstances, I am writing to inform you that you are officially banned from all first team and youth games at Boundary Park and at any other ground where either team are playing for a minimum period of three years. This is imposed with immediate effect and expires on the 17th of December 2024. I look forward to this correspondence. Oh, I forwarded this correspondence to Greater Manchester Police and our stadium safety officer for their records and action. Should you have any queries, please do not hesitate to contact the safety officer, the club safety officer, um, at the thingy. The letter's got, it's not even on official headed paper or anything else. A couple of points, which I will be going in more on the Just other show. Just confirm, he hasn't done anything apart from... Social media. Social media. Talk about the club on social media. That's the only yeah. thing he's done. And, and yeah, that's the only thing he's done. But we're talking where they're talking as if he's, as if he's an influencer, right? He's got 979 following him. And he's got 1,359, what's probably gone up today, followers. So he's not exactly a fucking, you know, big account, a big following base. uh, And he's got influence. And I've spoken to him and he's not said anything dodgy apart from he wants the board out, the manager, sell the club, fucking get someone proper in and all this. So it's just a normal fan. But there's a few things on there that get me. Clubs can't ban you from away games. They will want to, and they will try their hardest to, but they have no jurisdiction over away games. So, for instance, if they're selling tickets to an away game, and I'll come back to it with Millwall. Well, actually, yeah, I'll come back to it with Millwall. I'll, I'll use Millwall as an example. Millwall offer season ticket membership only. So if they ban you, you won't have access to be a season ticket and you won't be access to a member. So if you gain a ticket you'll be gaining the ticket under fraud potencies, under, you know, other potencies, rather than you being able to buy a ticket. And Millwall will tell all the clubs every year, um, we operate a membership-only system, season tickets members, um, please don't sell play and pay in a day, because this is what we operate. And if they do, it's, it, it's again, it's that let-off in case anything ever happens, that Millwall said, well, we told you what to do, you went against it. So, in the league where Oldham is, most clubs will probably do pay on a day. So, they won't have any jurisdiction that if he goes and buys a ticket and goes to the game, there's fuck all they can do about it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're going, oh, we told Greater Manchester Police. Well, Greater Manchester Police, no disrespect, you can go fuck yourself too. You ain't got no jurisdiction to be able to do anything. He's, if you catch him in the other ground, yeah, you can kick him out. But it's a civil offence. It's not... Do you know what I mean? It's not a it's not a criminal offence. It's a civil offence because clubs operate like pubs and clubs. You know, me and you go there today. We're wearing white trainers. If you know whoever it is who's running the football club, you know whatever club we go to, if they don't like the look of our trainers, they say, "Sorry, gents, can't come in today. You're getting out." You know, it's not like you know if you 
you're drinking in the stadium or doing something massive, then yeah, they can nick you for that. But there's nothing they can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. this guy is. Oh well, I'm banning you for it. Yeah, you can stop selling me tickets, but you can't ban me from going. If I can buy a ticket from, I don't know who, Stockport United. I don't know if they're in the same league as Oldham, but for instance, another team in Oldham. If I go buy a ticket from them for the ground game, then I'm not banned from their ground. I'm only banned from buying tickets from Oldham. So this happens an awful lot. You know, when you get banned, you'll get told you can't go away game. Slightly different with Millwall, you know, and some other clubs, Leeds uh, and some others, where they control the selling of their tickets quite heavily. But Oldham, I can't see doing it. Oldham don't, you know, have a membership scheme or anything else. So, I mean, you know, but the trouble is, if this geezer had a voice before you banned him, what you've done is you've suddenly echoed his voice. You've just basically given him a fucking megaphone on the busiest town centre mm. on the busiest Saturday ever in the world. Because what you've done is you've suddenly shone a big fucking light on this geezer who was probably only speaking within Oldham community and no one outside of that football fan base really knew who this fella is. I've had conversations with him today. The show I do with Amanda Faircock, we're probably getting on there to explain his story. And, and we're going into it in a lot more details and, and analyse it and all that. But it's just fucking madness. Numbers, yeah. Completely. Clubs are now looking to ban you for social media. Then fuck me, we're fucked. <laughs> I don't know what about mate. We're never negative about Millwall. I don't know we're about. not negative. We look. We offer constructive criticism. I think. Yeah. I think um, we've all got an opinion. That's the best thing about football. And I think. Yeah. Okay. If if I don't know this chap, if he's if he's you know going for the club and gunning for the owners, if he's doing it in a way that there's not any insulting and there's no personal attacks, I don't see any issue with it. Let that carry on. Like he's allowed his free right of opinion and. I think for a club to ban him for three years just sounds completely bonkers. But I guess that's the sign of the times, mate, well, where I mean, everyone cares about what everyone says on social media now and everyone's worried about what their reputation. And yeah, like you said, in their case there, they've just made things a billion times worse. How, how bad PR-wise? Because, I mean, not being funny, if one of me or you got banned mm-hmm. and it weren't for a good reason, then we would fucking be screaming and shouting about it. And we'd fight of course. it. But we'd fight okay. it publicly. And that's all he's going to do. He's going to mm-hmm. find himself a lawyer who's going to represent him and fight him and go, actually, you can't. Because they actually say in the letter, we've passed your information. We're going to pass your information. And there's a follow-on letter where this Steve Brown has obviously just fired off an email without talking to anyone. Fired off an email and said, um, we've given all the relevant information to Greater Manchester Police and we're going to email all the away clubs we're going to be playing, giving them your information and telling them that you're on the band supporters list. Well, that's mm-hmm. GDPR instantly. Yeah, you're in breach of GDPR because on their terms and conditions, they say unless it's law law that they have to do it by under law, they won't pass on your details. Yet all of a sudden, they're now sharing your details with every club in the country they're potentially going to play. And it goes, I hope, I hope Bradley gets a lawyer. I hope he gets someone who's, you know, higher you know, understands GDPR and everything else and sticks it to the club and just says, let's have it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. I think it'll be, I you know, 
I think it'll be it'll be one of those, mate. And hopefully that you know we've got to start you know fighting back to a degree because we get treated like fucking mumpties. But yeah, I go. think we've put the world to rights. You've got I think Willow just, on your lap uh, now. Yeah, a little bit of a ramble from us today, and it's, uh, I think she's panting a little bit, so I probably need to get her something to drink. To be honest, so uh, <laughs> such double is vodka. life. Double vodka yeah, for yeah. Willow. Gin and tonic, um, no ice. You know what That's I mean? If you're asking about if you're asking about Kai, um, some of you have. Kai's still here. He's um he's he's not gone anywhere. It's just that he's now making a real man of himself and and, and working for a living. So unfortunately, Correct. some of the times we try to do stuff, he's uh he's gaining all his overtime uh and, and busting a move. We're not gonna tell you where he works. Uh that's up to him. But he seems to be enjoying it, he seems to be, you know, loving it. Uh, it's fulfilling all his greatest wants and pleasures, I suppose, of being able to write football stuff and that. So good luck to him. But we hope to do another show this week for the for the Christmas period, for, you know, over Christmas as such. Um, and he should be back for that. So uh, don't panic. He will be back. We haven't got rid of him. Yeah, I think we call it um, there, mate, to be honest. So I think we're all done. We'll be back on hopefully Thursday. We're going to do a show Wednesday, aren't we? We're going to hopefully be back for Thursday and yeah. preview, hopefully. Uh, Boxing Day fixture against Swansea, and we'll talk a bit more about Mill. Obviously, you know we're sitting eleventh in the table, content for now. But well, you know, I mean, I done I done a video for TikTok the other day with um around Christmas '88, and they went on a twelve match run, and then obviously finished top of the table. They were sixth in the league, and then went on an unbeaten run, and also teams around them fucked up, so there's a strong possibility that, you know what, it could happen again. Um, Willow has told us we need to fuck off. We need to get a life and get her a drink. (laughs) So, look, thanks very much for tuning in. We are across social media. It's one easy name to remember. It's at Millwall Pod. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, anywhere else you want to do. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's info at thatmillwallpodcast.co.uk. We get out a couple of shows a week and please make sure you can subscribe because you can now like the podcast on Spotify if that's your means and uh, Apple Podcasts would be great. And please get subscribing to YouTube um, and let's see if we can get to a thousand subscribers. We're not far off it. We're not far off it, but let's get to 500 even for now. Um, over Christmas, that'd be great. It's about another 50. So yeah, thanks very much. Thanks Omar for joining me. Cheers, Mickey, mate. Speak to you guys soon. Speak to you later. Adios. out of the hospital at 6 p.m. I'm not done for the night. That's when gamer nurse 40 clocks in and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? 
That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. Zero point zero percent alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower. Longer. Lecvio. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.